It's Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Do you say happy Friday the 13th? I don't even, is that a customary thing? I guess so. I don't don't think so. Cuddles is here. We're talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, More sadness. We'll move through this quickly, but things need to be spoken about. So uh, we'll get into it. Jada Pinkett Smith, nut job, nut bar, can't stand her. Waffle. Yes. And there's more more clips on the Today Show this morning as we just continue to just fall into this stupid trap of hers to get people to talk about her. But I can't help it. I cannot stand her. Uh, Republicans pulling a 180. It was Steve Scalise that was winning in the speaker vote just a couple days ago. Now it appears to be Jim Jordan. So we'll uh, discuss the latest there. Taylor and Travis still in the news, of course. And I want to discuss the morning show cuddles because something occurred on the last episode that I think was noteworthy, something that we needed to talk about. So we will get into that, all that and more. Cuddles is here. I am. You are. That's all that we need. That, my friends, is a podcast. Let's get Bum, 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 bum. How are you, Cuddles? I am good. I am on my second margarita. Oh. I have to say, I make a killer apple cider margarita. You do. It was very delicious, very fall, very, very autismal. Yep. Tis the season, bitches. I made a new word, I think. It's between autumn and artisanal. Autismal. I like that. You're classy. Thank you. Uh, Robin Bird, TD. Welcome, everybody, in the live chat. Hello to the replay crew. Appreciate you guys, as always. It's good to be here with you on the podcast. Uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict continues, of course. This is just uh, feels like it's getting worse by the day. Uh, a lot of people in New York freaking out today, I feel like. It was a strange day here in New York. Obviously, New York is the center of the world. Um, sorry to anybody who doesn't know that. And uh, even when there's conflict going on elsewhere, there's just, you know, the, the, the thing with New York is there's somebody like the entire world is represented in five boroughs. You know, you have every yeah. race and religion and culture and, uh, you know, background. It's, and It's a melting pot. It's a melting pot. Well said. And uh, so whenever something's going on in the world, there is a protest or parade or celebration or demonstration happening in New York. And that's what we had today uh, here in New York City. A lot of people gathering in Times Square. Uh, There were some protests, some Palestinian protests in Times Square. Um, I haven't seen too much footage. Well, from what I saw, it was the NYPD basically trying to tell everybody to go home. The thing is, you know, we live in a country with free speech and that's all wonderful. But in this particular case, when you don't have permits and things like that, especially with a topic that is so sensitive like this one is, you got to clear those people out before things get really, really bad. And they did a good job with that. This, of course, all after we talked about this on the last podcast, the former leader of Hamas called for a day of rage today or jihad or it was basically said a bunch of different ways so I think everybody was kind of walking around like, oh, no, what's going to happen today? Yeah. And again, when you have that, I feel like it's heightened in New York more so than, you know, anywhere else. I have a lot of questions. Sure. One, how do these, 
how do they have this time? What do these people do? How are they able to protest? I don't have this kind of time and I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about that. Like you ever just drive around in the middle of the day. Like there's, there's been a couple of times recently where I've been just driving around at like 1130 in the morning or two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. And there's like, not stop dead traffic, but volume traffic. And I'm like, when, where are all these people? Like who, remember when who we used these to work? People? Yeah. Like nobody has to work. I would love to like have time to walk and protest. I have no time. Yeah. I mean, with this, this one is different too. Cause it's like, people are heated. I could see people being like, I'm not going to work today. I gotta, gotta get yeah. out there and support my people, whichever side that is, you know? But, um, but yeah, it seems like, I don't know if it's the remote workers or, uh, whatever it is, it just kind of feels like there's more people wandering around in the middle of the day than there ever was before. Yeah. Who is, what, what are they doing? Ask them. I'd like to know what you do for a living and how gonna, can I like, yeah, do maybe, this? The, maybe they're all podcasters cuddles. Maybe that's maybe okay. Well, of, they're definitely doing a lot better than us. Mm, there they are a lot be, of podcasts they, out there, you know? Yeah, so but I think I there's officially that. more podcasts than people. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I think that's the case. That's sad. Anyway, uh, it seems like the day of rage was not so rageful. So thank thank the Lord for that. Um, but again, things continue to just be really, really bad in um in this battle. Couple things here. One, the uh, Palestinians released, or the uh, Hamas, I should say, released some footage of their, I don't even know what you would call them, terrorists, soldiers, whatever, however you want to represent it, but the people who took carried out the horrific terrorist attack from this past weekend, they released some footage of them, like, with guns and everything, like, holding little Israeli babies, you know? So this uh, footage of the massacre that has been reported and that people have seen um, which I do believe took place. We haven't seen a lot of that just yet making its rounds, but we did see a lot like just, uh, just really, I mean, just shy of seeing these children being slaughtered. It's almost equally as horrific to see these awful men holding these little children as they're crying and they're just like walking them around. And it seems as though that this video footage that has been put out has been released just to anger and piss off the Israeli people. And I think yeah. a bit more. But they said that they were going to do this. They said to, they warned everyone, like, take your children off of social media. We are going to put out videos that are not appropriate for children. Huh. Well, you know, very nice. That's but true. You said that to me. That. You said that yes. to me the other day. When was that? Monday or no, Wednesday? it was later in the week. It was like Wednesday. And they said, like, this weekend we are going to let out videos of hostages begging and all these things. And it's like, you're putting out these videos. What do you think people are going to feel? Do you think that they're going to be like, oh, we feel bad? No, they're going to want to turn Palestine into a parking lot. Yeah. Like, you're asking for it. Like, they think that they're like, putting these videos out and it's going to be like, oh my God, we're so afraid of you. No, we're going to send the Gerald R. Ford and we're going to, they're going to help and we're going to make you a parking lot. And that's sad. 
Yeah. And they don't represent the people of Palestine. And that's the horrible, sad part. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, war is just, ugh. as a mom, this is like, I don't want to see this. Well, terrific as as all hell. I mean, the whole thing is just bad. The the second part of the um, of the day here is um, the Israelis. They were telling every now. This is don't come at me, people. Because here's the problem with this conflict: is the second you say the second you don't condemn the Palestinians, the Israelis call, people call you anti-Semitic, and the second that you don't acknowledge that. You know, that, or the second that you don't condemn Israelis, the Palestinian sympathizers are like, fuck that guy, you know? So it's yeah. really, it's it's such a sensitive topic that it's hard to even have any sort of conversation around it. Um, But today, the, uh, and this, again, so this is reported by PBS, and there's there was a report from PBS that... Uh, the Israelis told everybody to get out of Gaza, like just move out of Gaza. I forget if they told them to go north. Or I think they told them to go north. And then there was a bombing that took place. And so what you saw was like this just um, uh, mass exodus of people out of Palestine, uh, the Palestinians. And there was about 70 people on this like uh, flatbed truck. And and uh, a bomb went and hit that flatbed truck. So seventy Palestinians, <sighs> according to this report, and Hamas. Well, here's the thing: the PBS reported it, but they were saying they got the report mostly from Hamas. So take that with a grain of salt, if you will. But yeah. seventy Palestinians killed today uh, via an Israeli bomb. Which again, if you talk to the Palestinian sympathizers, they're going to say, "Well, the Israelis are killing our people all the time." Um, you know, that happened today, which is extra sad because, you know, the world, I feel like, except for people who are just so pro-Palestine, is really sympathetic with Israel right now. And, and um, you know, everybody feels bad for them. I feel like everybody's going to feel bad for anybody who suffers a terrible terrorist attack. But you don't want to see those people then stoop to the same levels now yeah. that being said it's not even though it's children and it's horrific it's it's almost still not the same level because a terrorist attack is is horrible especially when you're targeting children and innocent concert goers and all that so as bad as killing 70 innocent women and children is it's still not as bad as the targeted of what would happen over the weekend but at the same time, you you know, it's just like you you want people to kind of rise above and that happening, whether intentional or not. Or I just I mean, I hope they say it was an accident, but still, it's just not a great look. And it makes this whole thing, which is shitty to begin with, just even worse. Yes. but And, and I, I it makes me sick that this is happening, but they're like, oh, we're going to charge israel with war crimes because we can't get aid and we can't get food and israel shut off their electricity and this and that but it's like what do you expect them to do when your terrorist group 
has gone and done what they did to women and children and older people over the weekend. Do you expect them to sit back and be like, oh, let's let's handshake for peace? Like, no, it's now, not yeah. going to happen. And the problem it's is, is they happen. can't. The problem is, is again, because when you're dealing with terrorists, you can't. It would be one thing to be like, OK, we could target and take out this terrorist campsite or this terrorist cell or organization. You can't really do that. So what Israel is doing is like, we're just going to we're just going to clear this air where they came yeah. from. We're just going to clear this area, which, again, is unfortunate. Again, what happened today was very unfortunate. You're killing it. You're still whether you know, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know the the people that died today, but they're women and children. You know, odds are they weren't oh, really yeah. harming anybody, you know, so it's kind of a tough thing. Again, you understand Israel. They're like they're they're going to see it was different with 9-11 with 9-11, even though there was a war campaign and even though, you know, there were innocent lives lost afterwards after 9-11 too, uh, it was a little different. It was a little bit more precise and, you know, we were able to target terror cells and, you know, the, you know areas where where terrorists were being harbored and those kinds of things you know for the most part yeah there was and the iraq it, thing too I, we all know that i acknowledge that but you were able we were able to kind of do that this is a little bit of a different situation i guess what i'm saying cuddles is understandable israel's reaction to a terrorist event at the same time i can't help but think where are we going to be 10 20, 30, 60, 90 days from now. And how are we going to feel about all this? Because if the same stuff just continues to happen, I don't think that that makes Israel feel that much better. I understand they're trying to neutralize a threat, but I, again, if you're going to, if we're just going to see just innocent people being killed from this area, I don't know. I don't for the, the again the people that are staunchly defending Israel, which again I think Israel has the right to defend themselves against a horrific terrorist attack that they just went through. I don't know how they're going to feel ninety days out on something like this. Especially since I have seen it multiple times, forty percent of the people that live in Gaza are like below eighteen. Yeah, they're kids. But it's like, what do you expect from Israel? Like Hamas has, like you can't expect anything less. So, and they did it on like a holy day. They did it on a holiday for them. It's like, you want to be shady? Like they were the shady of shady. Yeah, it's so tough, right? It's just the whole thing. It really, it really is. It's unfortunate. But again, like, you know, and again, it feels like it's so naive and stupid to say this, but you you hope that, all right, listen, there's terrorist attack, then there's a reaction, understandable, there's going to be casualties, there's going to be innocent lives lost, it's horrible, it's going to happen. But at some point, you got to, you know, I feel like the the world, people, whoever has got to be like, all right, this isn't going to matter, you know. Even if you flatten the hell out of a, a strip of land, it ain't going to solve your problem. You know, the, yeah. the, the problem is going to be like even if, it, if Israel flattens an entire the Gaza Strip, right? Doesn't really solve your problem. No. Because Hamas is going to scatter, go off, move into another region, and they're going to sit and wait until 
they decide to do it again. You know, so it's it's not really the answer. I know it feels good right now, right? Felt good for us after 9-11, right? We were launching attacks against people and taking people yeah. out. There, there almost will never be a better feeling, I feel like, in our lifetime than the night that the news came out that we killed Osama bin Laden, right? I mean, that was that was yeah. a huge night, right? Felt yeah. really good that night. Uh, and and in the weeks leading, in the weeks after it, I don't know if you're going to get that feeling in this particular scenario because this, again, this conflict has been going on for a long, long time, you know? Yeah. And again, my feeling is you, they just suffered a terrorist attack. There's no doubt about it. You know, aside from the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, you had a group of terrorists execute one of the more horrific terrorist attacks. And there's going to be a response from it. But again, I not to repeat myself here, but how are we going to feel about this in 90 days from now? I, I don't know how we're going to feel but, great about it. But you know what? 11 Americans. So what I heard last was 11. There might be more. 11 Americans are dead. And there are more that are still missing. And there are people from all over the world that have been killed in this. From Germany and and. Not for nothing, those motherfuckers, they owe the Jews. So they they, sh they need to step up too, okay? They need to help out. They have to pay back for what they did. Um, There's people. What I really thought was when I heard that the Gerald R. R Ford was heading up into like the, you know, heading up that way, I was like, oh, we're there to make sure no one fucks around. Well, yeah, we got American. Out. Yeah, got American lives out there. Got to get them out. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing too. They're going to have to answer for that shit too. You know, like they're going to. Our country's going to do whatever they can to get those people out safely. Yeah, like you, you, you. Uh, you know, you want to fuck around? You got to find out. Yeah, but it just it just feels like this is going to be a lot like a lot of other conflicts where both sides feel like they're really right, and you know, to a degree, both sides have a, a bit of an argument. Not again, not the terrorist part of it, but it, under normal circumstances, we're trying to fit two people who don't like each other to share land that they both feel like they have a right to. Yep. I mean, bombs are just not going to solve this. I don't know. I hate saying that shit because I feel like a crazy pothead hippie Jerry Garcia fan, which I do love the Grateful Dead. Uh, but it's the truth. I just don't foresee that being the situation and the way out of it. You know, it's so. a very touchy subject. I like Glenn B though. Here, this is this is where the advice we could all get behind: spank that like button to help Ant's algorithm. That's what I'm talking about, Cuddles. You know what hey, I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Well, Friday night like button spanking ain't hurt nobody. You know what I mean? Um, and Christine, who I love more than anything, but this goes back to what I said before. Wait a minute, Hamas attacks Israel, and you're blaming Israel. I'm not no. blaming Israel, right? Did I no. did I clarify it before? Like maybe Christine just jumped on. That's not what happened. They suffered a terrific, a horrific terrorist attack. Um, but I, like I said earlier, it's hard to even talk about this without, like, because if you say something that doesn't contend the Palestine Palestinians, the Palestinian sympathizers are like, this guy's crazy. If you say something that doesn't condemn the Israel, then you're anti-Semitic. So it's like a whole, it's a, it's a no-win situation. And that's the sad part too. It, it, this, it's great to, to bring up that because it leads into this Harvard shit. And now, you know, all, all across the country now we're seeing these little 
battles break out and it's just like this is not what you want to see like we shouldn't be fighting in this country about something that's happening over there but that's what's going to happen because people get their side and they just fight and argue about it you know yeah um a lot you know like a lot of the reason why i say this issue is so super complicated is because if you really spend the time to go through it you know there are different times throughout the history of this conflict where you really can't be proud of what either side is doing and that's undeniable uh that doesn't make you an anti-semite it doesn't make you an anti-palestinian um it's just kind of the truth of the matter things have happened and by the way uh, great britain again i said this before the roman like this goes back to the roman empire it's not just the israelis and the palestinians that are responsible for this horse shit it's a lot of different people over the course of hundreds of years that have contributed to this problem like you really got to know what you're talking about to understand how complex it all is you know but listen i understand like you know there was a couple of people yesterday i love modest yahoo that's the jewish rapper remember him cuddles yes um and and this is like a common phrase though but people you know there's people don't like jewish people and that's just the truth and there's this like feeling out there of like once you don't have an israel that will kind of open the floodgates for anti-Semites to just run rampant over the Jewish people all across the world. I, I believe, I don't really deny that. I believe that. Like, I, I think there's some truth to that. I.e., my prime example would be a little thing called Hitler. You know, like there's just, there, there is this thing against these poor people that just people don't like them. And uh, I, I think there is some truth to that. I think that's why, people protect Israel or are on Israel's side so much. You know, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, there yeah. just is. So I think it's important that we have a Jewish state. I also can't help but be practical and think, you gotta let these people get along. I mean, there's gotta be a way for them to live near each other, coexist in harmony. I mean, there's gotta be a way because the way that we have right now doesn't work. It seems like we've been just playing kick the can for the last, you it's know, not working. Thousand, yeah, it's just not working. It's People not working are dying. Out. Yeah, it's really, really bad. It's really, really bad. But this Hamas shit, I mean, you really, this stuff needs to be nipped in the bud. Because again, when you have, when you have what Hamas did over the weekend, it almost goes above the, the conflict between Israel and Palestine. Because now you're talking about terrorism, which nobody can empathize with. No, and nobody should. I'm and nobody should. With. Well said, Cuddles. Well said. Let's go on to something that we could all agree upon. Both Israeli and Palestinians all agree that Jada Pinkett Smith is a real piece of shit. I mean, oh, she's awful. Awful, right? Can we all agree on that together? I think we maybe we could maybe we could unite these two cultures together over our shared hatred for Jada Pinkett Smith. That might not be a bad idea. Might be the best idea I've ever had. I don't know. Yeah, but then it would give her credit for unifying people. And I don't want to give her credit for shit because she's a heartless. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. You're really right. You're right about that. Well, then we'd have to put up with her doing press conference going, See, I brought the world together. And that would be oh, awful. And then she would never be gone. Ugh. 
I would tolerate it though, just to have people not die. No, I can't tolerate. Oh God, you're making this so hard. <laughs> I don't want people to die, but then I'm like, oh my God, I think I would die if I had to see her. That's true. A lot of us would just die out of out of heartbreak for Jada Pinkett Smith being celebrated. Wednesday, she came out and said that her and Will Smith have been separated for seven years, not legally divorced, but divorced in their own minds. And then to and that was a clip that got put on the Today Show. Here's what happens. Jada's got a book to sell. So she does an interview with Hoda probably last week, two weeks ago, whenever it happens. They play a clip on Wednesday morning, grabs all the headlines. Jada and Will haven't been married for seven years, really even though they're still legally married. This morning's clip gets released, so we'll talk about that right now. And then Monday, she's going to go on the Today Show Live. So it's just they're just going to drag this out until Monday when the book goes on sale, I believe Monday or Tuesday. So just drumming up as much publicity as they possibly can. But today's clip was her shock over the slap incident that she rolled her eyes and she caused entirely. It was her shock over the slap incident and the fact that Will Smith called her his wife while screaming at Kid Rock. She was like, where did that come from? Like, First, it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock, not Kid Rock. Did I say Kid Rock? <laughs> you said Kid Rock. My apologies. Chris Rock. And I've been drinking. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the conversation this morning. I'm gonna play a little clip for you from you. Right? And I'm yes. like, but now I'm really worried for Will because I don't know what's going on. What viewers did not see at the time while Oscar clips were being shown was Chris Rock leaning over the stage to talk to Jada. And Chris looks to me and he says, Jada, I meant you, I meant no harm. Now, I, I'm just out of it because i yeah. really worried about and Will. what's Will doing? He's just sitting there? And Will's still talking. He's like, oh. he's still, because now he's mad because Chris is talking to me. And I go, Chris, this is about some old <laughs> That's all I could think to say, yeah. right? And I couldn't really take in his apology. How unusual for Will, a guy who... I mean, on that kind of stage to do something so insane—it's totally it's out of not character. Him whatsoever. It came from years of this woman be, and then she says that she was unfairly, like, criticized. But here, let me play you the second part of this, which drives me up a fucking wall. It had more to do with the false narrative that I helped to create on the red table. So poor Will because of, of the... The adulterous wife. Yeah. Who forced him to go to the table and sit there. You know what I mean? And now look at what she's done. She has the power with an eye roll to make him go up and slap somebody on stage. So she kind of in an odd way takes some responsibility for it by forcing him to go to the red table and have that horrific interview where they had to talk about her affair and he had to sit there through that whole thing. Not, not only did he have to live through it, but he had, now they say that they were separated at the time, which, okay, fine. But even still, 
they sat there and they pretended like they weren't, like they were still married. And he had to sit there and relive the the whole affair all over again. And it was like the most bizarre scene ever because it looked like, again, that she enjoyed it. Like she enjoyed talking about it. And so she had a part of that fraud? Too. Are they a fraud? That's a total fraud. Because why do that if you were really separated? Because then that story should have been we were not together. Why are you wait? Why now that you because can tell people because you're is a nobody and nobody would want to know her unless it was because of him. She is not the star. He is the fucking star. She is just living off of his coattails and it kills her that she is not talented is not an actress. She's been in bullshit stuff. She has nothing without him. So she's taking it out on him and making him look bad. Oh, we were separated. Then why the fuck did you come onto the red carpet all lovey-dovey like you were a couple and never said anything? Doesn't why? Because sense. it doesn't make sense because she just lives on his coattails and she's tired of it. Well, I'm sorry, you're a class D actress. But that doesn't mean you do what you did and keep doing to him. Because she keeps doing shit to him. All the time. Ugh. And she did the thing again, which drives me fucking crazy, which she tried to do in the days after, which is make herself the victim. Because Chris Rock is the victim. Chris Rock yeah. is the victim in this scenario, but not her. She has to be the victim. So again, she brings up the alopecia bullshit. Yes, Jab and I feel like she's insecure. Alopecia. Will then went on a profane tirade. Sorry, so that was part of the clip where she's like, "I was, I rolled my eyes because of the jab at alopecia." It's like I'm watching, I'm looking at you. Look at her in this interview on the Today Show with a full fucking head of hair. Yeah, it's I short, swear. but I, she's got I, a full I, head of hair. She's just so insecure. When you are so insecure and you need to do things to make someone else feel better just so you feel better and you look better, you're an insecure person. I'm not going to support you. As a woman, I'm not going to support you for doing that to him. Absolutely not. Yeah. Cuddles and I were talking about this earlier. H has anybody heard from Will Smith since Wednesday? Like, he has been pretty much completely quiet yeah you know because if he if he would have said anything like it would have been i'm checking instagram right now just to just to double double check and make sure i'm not spreading some false info here but i mean i feel like if he responded like the world would have probably like lost their minds you know yeah i haven't i haven't seen him respond now the last thing that he the last instagram post he had was october 5th so that was Almost five days before she started coming out with this crazy bullshit. It's just there. There's got to be some sort of mental. Is this narcissist? Yeah, isn't that a covert narcissist? Good, good yeah. point, Christy. Right? Is it? It's like the worst mentally illness narcissism that I've ever seen. Where yeah, she just flip flops just to keep herself in the spotlight and have everybody just continue to talk about her. Just to keep herself relevant when she is irrelevant in the world it's so crazy i mean it's so 
crazy. And she has been like DJ Shenanigans has pointed out she, she was in Menace to Society. She was in some good stuff, but nowhere near the the stratosphere of what Will Smith. None. Was. Come on. Yeah. Come on. He is a superstar. He is a a list superstar. And she he has... is his wife. That and I, I I hate I I feel bad, but that is the truth. Yeah, she has dragged him down. And by the way, it's not just women who do that to men. It's men who do that to women, as we'll be talking about when we get to the Taylor Swift conversation in a little bit, Cuddles. Okay. Tease. Um, but look at this. I think we're going to be joined by the one and only. Oh, here she is. Oh, I Jay. just came on to say hi that I can't really, I can't really join. What the fuck you doing? I just got home. So, yeah. But where the kids, fuck you been? The kids had a birthday party. Believe Until nine thirty at night. Believe me, nowhere fun. I had, I had to drive about a half an hour. Nowhere, oh you know. It's not. Who, it was a kid's birthday. Who is, who I is hear your kids screaming. screaming I feel like your your day of rage is about to start right now after this birthday party. <laughs> Actually, I can't stay because I'm I'm about to do number three on my list. You're going to piss and shit at the same time? I'm confused. What does that mean? Oh, from your position oh. list. Yeah. Got it. Forgot about the position list. Oh, God. You know, Cuddles never reacted to this. Uh, I have to watch yours. J Sabs ranked missionary as number one on her list of sexual positions. <laughs> oh, of course, there's kids screaming in the background, but I know one wants to hear that. <laughs> Cuddles yeah. has no reaction to the to that. I, but, I don't I don't I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. What no, but number you? one. Oh, that's not my number one. No. I don't know. This is, this is nobody's number. It's just the first person ever. I think I think the last person besides Jay Sams to say missionary is the number one position was probably. Forget it. I'm not even going to make that joke. I was going to say something that's inappropriate. Don't say inappropriate. Stuff. I would not. I would never say it. I'll whisper it. I was going to say Mother Teresa. Not a. Ew. Not, I told you it wasn't appropriate. You still said it. Um, I, no, I whispered it. Don't oh. fake news. Stop making shit up. Cuddles the Republicans behind closed doors. Uh, vote on a Speaker of the House. It's not just the Republicans. The Democrats do it when it's their turn. It just so happens to be the Republicans' turn. On Wednesday, they voted for Steve Scalise. He just out. Uh, he just edged out Jim Jordan. And then here we are on Friday, and that has flip-flopped. It is now Jim Jordan, who is the presumptive uh, Speaker of the House, uh, not Representative Scalise. So I'm pretty shocked about the turn of events, especially since Jim Jordan was trying to muster up support for Scalise. Just three days ago, Jim Jordan was voting for Scalise. Yeah. Now Scalise is out and Jim Jordan looks like he's going to be in. Now, Jim Jordan has to get 214 or 217 votes in the public vote. They're not going to do that until they have it for sure. Uh, but again, Boebert, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on Wednesday, were like, I don't give a fuck who has the lead. We're voting for Jim Jordan. So I believe their, their stalwart and stubbornness actually might be really swaying people in the uh, Jim Jordan direction here, which yeah, but he only had 
170 something votes. And he has to now get like the votes from, I think there was someone else that was running who got like 80 something. He needs, uh, he's a long way away from what he needs. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy, but he's the, he's the front runner right now. So uh, if he's able to continue to gain this momentum, you know, he'll be the, he'll be the guy. I, I know. And we don't have a speaker of the house, but you know, they went home tonight, you know, and they'll be back next week. And whoever wants to come in will come in. Whoever doesn't want to come in, doesn't come in, mm. but we don't have a house. We don't have a speaker of the house. That's, you know, and they still have- get paid and our government is what they're a month away from having another shutdown. Yes. Which they still got to get a house, you know, the speaker in, and then they got to do all the work for that. And then they got to get in the package together. It's, you know, these, these motherfuckers go home and they're like, oh, I'm going to go home for the weekend. And it's going, no, no, get yeah, back to fucking work. Get in there, bitches, and do your job. <laughs> get the a, fuck in there. It's a great point when the rest of us, when John Smith and, you know, Sally Smith have a big project. That they got to turn in on yeah. Monday. They don't go the fuck home. They yeah. come in on Saturday and Sunday. Put them no, hours in. We're working. Not yeah. these federal government assholes. These people. Oh, I'm going to go home. <laughs> oh, my God. I think only 205 came in today to vote. But there's actually 220. And the other one. They just weren't there. Where the fuck are you? You got a job. Get it. You, you should be there. Your vote should be there. That, that's where you need to be. Part-time Not job. somewhere around. These mother, they can have two nine-to-five jobs. These assholes, and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. But it's okay. Mm. It's okay. These people work less than podcasters. That's they embarrassing. They fucking do, and they make about three hundred thousand dollars more than us too. <laughs> Sons of bitches, and we pay for everything. They got, and I know that I'm like your, you know, like your producer. They actually fucking have assistants and shit, and that we have to pay those people. To help these idiots so that they can do their job, which isn't that hard. I'm sorry. We're paying them to help them not work. Yeah. I can raise my hand and say nay or yay. I can do that in a heartbeat. You know what I did today with our kids? Please. I'd fucking have this government ship shaped in a week. Rose wants to know why Cuddles never comes on camera. She has a Girl, horrific deformity. No, I do not. Oh. Because by the time this podcast comes on, it's been a day. It's been, it's been a day. I've had two margaritas. If we, if Israel wants to really win this, whatever war, they should just enlist my six-year-old because she's a terrorist. (laughs) And she will just, she'll go over there and fuck them all up. Whoever she needs to. That's true. We did. We did have a a mini declaration of war in our house this evening. (sighs) When my wife, who is the unanimous director, designated, no disputes about it, pizza crust finisher in our family. Like when the pizza crust is left over, it goes to cuddles. There's no disputing that. You you think maybe dad, because he eats everything. Not the case. Mom cuddles, gets the pizza crust. Well, my son half finished the slice of pizza and then because he's a dick too instead of just like 
putting it back in the box or bringing it to the kitchen or putting it in the refrigerator. He just slammed it on his sister's plate because she was the closest thing nearby and ran off to go play. And my wife goes, give me, I'll finish that. And then my daughter ate it in front As of her. she looked at me with this look on her face, like do something about it, bitch, do that, something. Yeah, oh, that's some terrorist God. shit right there. That is some, I'm that, telling that, you. that's not a terrorist act per se, like we are used to, but you could see the little seedlings of terrorist thought process in that act. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this coming from a little girl who had strep for the, like the last three days, and she is she has gotten progressively better feeling, but progressively worse. Worse acting in her and her attitude. <laughs> worse behaving. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. when she took a bite of that pizza crust, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I ducked under the table. I went right under the table. Like I don't want to be around for this. I don't want to be. I don't want to see what's gonna happen. It was scary. It was scary for me. That's why I'm drinking. By the way. Yeah, that's why I drink. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I didn't realize this, but I used to think alcoholism was the the prime reason why the uh, alcohol industry was so thriving. But I think it's six-year-olds. I actually now think it's six-year-olds yeah. that are driving yeah. that train. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, all those, like, um, conservatives that don't want to allow like abortion and stuff if they're backed by liquor companies because the more people have kids the more they want to fucking drink mm. like our profits go up let's get more people knocked up let's get them liquid so that they you know have a bit you know they get pregnant and then they have the kid and then after they have the kid they need more alcohol they're like it's a vicious cycle of just a good point. It's the best conspiracy oh. theory I've Who knew Big Tequila was behind the whole thing? I had no idea. Yep, mm -hmm. that's amazing. <laughs> Look at Eeny Eeny. Wait till sixteen. I I listen. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to be make here. It. I know that, and I'm not going to be around. I just that's not going to happen. No, I don't. I can't I don't handle think six. We're make it. You could you imagine ten more years of this? I just, I just yeah. But yeah. Do, can you imagine the boys? No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, she's got a little boyfriend who's like utterly in love she with her. Not, she does he, not. He is in love with her. Stop he it. is utterly in love with her. I was saying, um, I was with I was with our daughter last night, and she wanted to put on this show, Rainbow High. It's on Netflix, I think. Yeah. So. She goes, Dad, I want to watch Rainbow High. So I go, okay. Now it's on Netflix. So Netflix comes on and there's like five shows on the top. It's like Minions and Coco Melon. It's like, I guess they're five biggest shows. Rainbow High is on the right. So I go, okay. So I go over to it and it says C7 or something. Y7, which is means seven years old. They, they suggest the show for seven years old and higher. Our daughter's six. I go, eh, I don't love this, but it's a year. Let me give it a couple of minutes and see. It's so it's it's about uh it's about girls in high school. It's like and, LOL dolls, but they're like it's an animated. They're like LOL dolls, you know, yeah. like weird looking with the big heads. Yeah, and they're but they're trying to like make videos and go viral on social media. They're trying to ask out the 
the boy on the football team. It, a lot of like teenage behavior. And I'm like, is this what we're showing to seven? Is seven? Because I feel like 14 should be the fucking thing on a show like that. If you're watching 14 year olds behave, that should be the age of who could watch it. They're suggesting seven. It was kind of messed up, but she loves it. Like, this is what she dreams about. Putting on lip gloss. And believe me, enabler over here who you can't see gives her lip gloss. <laughs> does her makeup. Like, all this crazy stuff. I, I don't do her makeup. That was just for her dance recital. Mm-hmm. Dance recital. Her birthday party was like a makeup party. Oh, my God. It was a spa day with her <laughs> friends. The whole thing, she's just rushing towards teenager, and now she's loving this show. And I'm feeling, I, I, you just, you could start to feel it slip away. You know, her little childhood innocence. You know, yeah, that's gone. Okay, yeah, that's no, gone. She's a was, cheerleader. Let's, I know. Let's tell. She's a cheerleader. I know. It was weird because there was a couple of moments where, like, there was this one scene where the, this girl was trying for a job at like the the coffee shop after school and she kept messing up but they hired her anyway because they were like you know we hired you for you you're a good personality even though you made mistakes you keep trying you don't give up i was like oh that's a warming nice warming message you know but this whole like let's do a dance and film a video so we could go viral thing i was like mm, i don't know if that's really the yeah. message we want to be implanting in our children at such a young age you know I know, but that's the way life is right now. Not saying that we want that and we're going to do that because we are definitely not. No. But, but if it's all she sees, and also the other thing too, it's there's only so much we can control because it's going to be what the kids talk about in school too. So if we are sending our child to a school where the other parents are really shitty, it's, it's really hard to keep, you know, to keep up with all that. Uh, Rose wants to know if we took our daughter to see Barbie. We did not. We didn't. That Not by me. I would have let her. Um, but we are going to let her watch it at home with us. Yeah, so I we didn't take her because everybody said, like, oh, she's not going to get it. It's not really for her. But now people are telling us, like, she could watch it and she just won't get all the jokes and stuff. Which, you know, I don't know how true that really is because our kid is, she's... Way you know, past that, her age. Yeah, that's that phrase, like, she's six going on 26. I feel like that's her, you know, yeah. to a degree. But at the same time, I feel like if it's Barbie just running around, that's all she's going to really know. So I'm okay. when it comes on streaming, we were like, I will just let, we'll let her watch it for a little bit, at least. Because I think yeah. too, she's six. She's maybe going to get 20 minutes in before she goes off and starts playing with something else. You know, no, I think she'll be interested in it because she likes Barbie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. When people say that she's not going to get it. So I don't know how, you know. You'll like looking at the nice outfits and all the colors and Ken and all that. Yeah, but she's going to imitate it. I hope it's nothing really bad. I don't know. I'm nervous about it, Cuddles. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift and Travis uh, Kelsey. Okay. Travis had a Thursday night game, so Taylor went to the game again. This is her third game out of four, I think. How shitty must Minnesota feel that it's the only game she didn't go to? She's like, oh, I'm not yeah. going to that fucking cold ass state. Fuck those people up there. <laughs> fucking yeah. Canadian Americans. She was like, fuck that shit. No. Isn't I mean, they're like practically busy? Canada. Uh, they're practically Canada up there. I you want know. to go to Canada. Let's go to Canada. 
but anyway, so she goes, um, the Thursday night game was in Kansas City, so she went to Kansas City, and the Daily Mail got some photos that she slept over Travis's house. Oh, how old is Taylor now? She's 33. Shit, is she really? I remember when she was like fucking 16. I know, it's crazy. She's been doing this. It's in the commercial for her movie, which is out today. Which also, by the way, is why Frank's not here because he's at the Taylor Swift movie. <laughs> um, we've all done bad things for our our wives. I get it, buddy. It's okay. Aww. Um, and that fucking Aaron deserves it after all those great blind five she's come up with so far in the last two weeks. But um, Taylor Swift stayed over at Travis Kelsey's house, and I'm wondering how she's doing because she's slumming it. She's slumming oh. it. He lives, Travis Kelsey has a million dollar home, but it's on the street. He's not in a compound. He's not set back. He doesn't have a gate. How could you let Taylor sleep in such a shithole that people can easily get to from the sidewalk? I mean, he has a sidewalk in front of his house. How disgusting is this? She's slumming it. She's slumming it, and I think she deserves so better. So he doesn't live in a gated community? No. No. Yeah, but that's because no one knew who the fuck he was. I mean, we knew who he was, but that he became, like, huge with his brother with the Super Bowl. And he's ha- probably had this house since before then. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, of, of course, it's going to – he's just like any other person – but he's practically come- trailer park trash, to be honest with you. He's not trailer park trash. That's not nice. He's Tay Tay deserves better. Tay Tay didn't come from money. I'm just saying she's got 47 houses in all the most gorgeous places. She's in Soho. She's in Lake Cuomo. She's uh Rhode Island, like the nice part of Rhode I don't, Island. I don't, yeah, I don't think this is gonna last. I don't think Taylor Swift has seen a street from a bedroom window in 20 years. And yeah. she had to lower herself to stay at this trailer park trash house. That's not nice, but I don't think it's going to last. I feel, I just feel like, I just hope she took a shower because oh, you can't it. get that sleazy skeeve off of you, you know? Yeah, I read somewhere that he had to sign an NDA. And he wasn't even allowed to say that he signed an NDA and it got out. He must have told someone on this DL and now he's in trouble. Do you think he signed an NDA about the NDA signing? No. He's two NDAs in. His NDA was like ironclad. It was like tighter than like a fucking prenup. And he... Find it, but he wasn't supposed to tell someone. And they think that he told Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes told his um, skeleton wife. wife. Oh, yeah. I believe she let it out that piece. Yeah, of yeah I can't she stand her. She's yeah, another annoying. Nobody likes she's another, her. Yeah. So that's. I mean, she she's not Jada Pinkett Smith bad, but she's not great. No, no, no. She's just you know. She's, yeah. she just, she's just an annoying person. Like, you yeah. just look at her and you, you're like, oh, she's fucking annoying. I know she's going to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, she, that Brittany's a problem. 
Most Britneys are. I'm trying. I'm struggling to find a Britney that's got that's keeping it together. That's actually. true. That's true. Like Britney Mahomes, Britney Spears. That woo. Yeah. You know, poor Britney, but still, still, there's something with that name. But listen, we've all done this, right? We've all slummed it at one point and uh, another in our dating no, career, right? No, no, speaking. We've so. all gone to that person on the wrong side of the tracks that our parents just clearly would not approve of. And, you know, slept in a house without a gate, you know. It must be hard. It's the, you know, that's I mean, he, listen, he's in Kansas City. The nicest house in Kansas City couldn't even fit in the worst neighborhood or the worst part of Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, she's really, you know, she's, I, I think he got her, uh, I think they ordered DoorDash the next morning. I, she's never, no. she's never not eaten a meal made by a private chef in the last 20 years. So That's the whole not, her thing, digestive system is probably all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. I mean, I can't imagine. Everybody makes a big deal out of his mom and what she thinks. What about her parents? I mean, this is, they just, this is, this, this is what it must be like when, you know, your daughter starts dating Pete Davidson. It's just as uh, bad. Oh, God. You got to just think, what, what, where did I go wrong as a parent? It's not that I don't like Pete Davidson. It just looks like when I look at him, it looks like he just needs a washcloth and a bar of soap. And he needs like a fucking scrubbing. That's how most of us Swifties feel about uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, stop. Leave him alone. First of all, Mama Kelsey is like. She's America's mom, okay? I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying the man drives his own car. Oh. Ugh, he doesn't even have a driver. Disgusting. All right, next topic. Because it's just disgusting, this poor thing. Who's next? First time, they, first time they drove anywhere, she gets in the back and goes, what are you doing up there? Isn't that for your driver? He's like, no, I'm, I'm driving. She's like, what? Oh, God. She's not saying that. What are you talking about? She's probably like so down to earth. You want to vomit. Where are we driving to? The ghetto? And then she got to his house and was like, this is a where's bad. Your, where's your staff? Yeah. She goes, we should give these people money who live here. And he goes, I live here. And she was like, oh. oh but here's the thing. The She's got a movie to promote too. People are eating this shit up. Once this movie's out. Once this movie goes to streaming or DVD and she doesn't have to sell anything anymore, I think that Travis is going to get kicked. Yeah. The I'm, pork her where he lives, where he deserves. Yeah, it's not going to work. His brother, Jason, married a girl. He met, like, they met on Tinder, Kylie. They seem like the all-American, three daughters. You know, mom makes cookies. This is not working. They live behind a gated community. There's security. You know, they have nannies, you know. No, I don't think they have nannies. Oh. I don't know. In my mind, they do. Okay. Anyway, I wish she would just find herself somebody who's got a private jet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, their own private jet, not their team's owner's private jet. Because that ain't yeah. yours. Yeah. No, I mean, I would say Leonardo DiCaprio, but she's too old for him. That's true. She is decrepit. She yeah. is the lady who threw the necklace off the Titanic old to fucking DiCaprio. Mm. Yeah, he, he likes them barely legal. Morning show recap. If you watch the morning show, this is for you. If you watch the last episode, this is for you. If you don't watch and you don't want any spoilers, don't turn the show off. Just put it on mute because we still need 
need those views for the algo. Um, there was, you know, if you're following along this season, we don't really talk about it a lot, so I don't want to go too deep into it, but basically, uh, who's the huge horse cock guy that's on there this year? What's his fucking name? John Ham. Thank you. John Ham. John Hamcock really should be his name because that fucking third leg he's got there. He's a human tripod. That's not the point. The point is he's on this season and, uh, you know, this or that. Now Jennifer Aniston's character is banging John Ham's character, right? In the show. Yep. Was it me or was it not the most uncomfortable, weird, bizarre, creepy sex scene that we've yep. ever seen in a television show? Yep. A lot of stretching. A lot of stretching. Him on top. Okay. A lot of the back shot. A lot of the okay. man back shot. I'll be honest with you. A little bumpy. A little acne filled for me. But kind of took me. Not that I'm like, oh, what's John Ham's back look like? He just kind of couldn't help but notice. Yeah. Little, little. Oh, shit. Beth has it right here. It's the best one yet. John Hamaconda. That's the one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. It's way better than anything I came up with. Good for you, Beth. Um, and then, like, all right, not that I'm like, expecting any titty, but you got a little kind of, you got the appropriate amount of Jennifer Aniston that I thought we were going to get. I thought we were going to get a ham ass shot. We didn't get that. It was mostly up above and his big weird back on top. And it went on for a crazy amount of time. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to show a sex scene, okay, be in and out in four seconds because we got it. They had sex. This went on for like 38 seconds. Yeah. Like they were trying to prove that, that you know, they were like, we know. We know, know when they start kissing, it's on. It's, yeah. I don't know if that was Ham's agent being like, I have a reputation of coming too fast. So if we could. Oh, God. I'd like at least 38. I mean, you know how all, if we sat here for 38, you want to sit here for 38 seconds? No, I don't. I'm okay let's with sit that. Here, I think people know what 38 seconds is. Let's sit here for is. 12 seconds without saying anything, oh, and you'll feel God. how awkward it is. All right, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. That was seven I can't seconds. Do this. I you can't left do it. seven seconds. I can't. That is so horrible. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then the most strange part, which I can't figure out. It's that fade away from the sex to the sun coming up over the beach part, right? Then they're back into the bedroom. And he's laying face down on the bed. And she is laying on top of him, face down on top of him. And I said to you at the time, because it was so weird, are we to believe that she physically slept on top of him the whole no, night? But, no, but she said, isn't that a great way to wake up? So, like, did they That's just, right. like, did yeah. they just, like, do it? But she's, like, on top. Did Was she eating something? No, I don't think she was because he's on his stomach, and she's yeah, that, yeah. on she's, top of him. Okay, that, did that go over your head? She eating something? I don't get it. What the back of his head? Okay. Ass, dick. Yeah, his booty. Um, no, she was on his. Her head was by his. Yeah, head. but like you know, like you know, his her head's down there, and then she comes up like and oh. lays up. Oh, you know? oh got it. 
I don't know. It was very weird. Whoever did that scene, like, it wasn't needed. You could have, they could have showed them, like, her, like, they were kissing at one point, and then, like, him, like, lifting her, or, like, them walking to the back where the bedrooms are, and then them waking up in the morning in bed. That would have been fine. Right. You're right. Yes. You're 100% right. Which, by the way, we did get some of that. And that's the thing. As an editor, you got to look at that scene and go, let's just cut it when they're kissing on their way into the bedroom. Let's do just what you yeah. just said. Let's cut it here, and then we'll go to the sunrise shot. And in bed. we all get it. You know, people know how to put two and two together. Not a problem. Yeah. They yeah. need to hire me, okay? It almost felt like, what was that awful sex show that Janine made us watch that stunk? That you stopped watching. Oh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. It was like in Bridgerton, yeah. the one girl doesn't know anything about sex, like doesn't know what a climax is, doesn't know how to get pregnant. Any like no, nobody ever ever said anything to her. And so she's starting to have sex with her prince husband or whatever the fuck's going on. He's a duke. He's a duke. Okay, whatever. The duke. And so you could tell like she's going on instinct and kind of putting it together, but also kind of lost. And then when she realizes what really goes on, then she was like, okay, then I got to make sure this guy impregnates. Like she doesn't understand how the whole process works. It's, it felt like her in that moment choreographed that sex scene where it's just like, yep. I don't know, she's laying on top of him. Is that how it goes? Is that how people wake up in the morning? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> it's just crazy. not at all. I mean, it's just crazy. It's so stupid. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bird, I don't know what sex is either. Uh, Christine, that is such a crappy show. Bird, I want to know what love is. Uh, from Paul. <laughs> um, Bird, I know you can show me. Now I feel like we're getting somewhere. Um. Is the morning show a crappy show? I feel like it's like not it. the Sopranos, but I feel like it's it's we're into it. Like it's still not bad. I like it. I wanna like when Cuddles and I know we got a new episode, it's a very exciting time where we're gonna go put that on and find out what happens next. Yeah, because there's not a lot of good shows. No. That's why we always end up going to the Sopranos for us, the office. I, I would go back to watch newsroom. Like, yeah, a hundred times. Like, I loved it. Yeah, I, it's it's one of the better new shows. But like, see, okay, where do you put the bear compared to the morning show? Oh, I love bear. I like bear a lot more than the morning show. Yes, a lot more. Um, no, but if I had to choose the two, I'd choose bear. But I like morning show. It's not that bad. I did like her Celine bag. Yeah, yeah, you do like the fashion in it. I'm always yeah. I really liked her green Celine bag. I will say visually, it's one of those like beautiful shows to watch. Yeah, like all the characters are in like the, the this thing was in the Hamptons, and then even uh, what's her name Witherspoon's like apartment in the city is like just beautiful. Yeah, yeah like beautiful city shot. You know what else was like that was uh, House of Cards. Oh. House of Cards had great, just these beautiful views of Washington, D.C. And, yeah. you know, everything is just so crystal clear. Like, they shoot that shit on, like, 8K red cameras that are just million-dollar cameras, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I I miss like there's just so many shows that like like I like Succession. Succession was good. Succession was one of those where I was like, oh, we got to watch that episode right away, or you know, pretty close to when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's watching The Bear right now. Are you on season one or season two, Paul? Let me know. Because I think, uh, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I felt like season two was like great. It was. It was so good. Like as good as season one was, season two was like, holy shit, we're really uh, yeah, we're really getting somewhere. There's not a lot of good shows out, and it's really hard then. Yeah. It's like too many shows. Paul's on season two. I was disappointed when like two episodes in, I'm like, oh, we're not going to get to see. I don't want to spoil it for you. But I was like, oh, this is going a lot slower than I want it to go, meaning the progression of what they're doing. But then by like episode four or five, I'm like, oh, this is great that they're taking so long yeah. to, to get to what they're going for. You know, it's almost more enjoyable. Like it was it was really it was great. I know. When does that come back? Bird is on season two of the bear. I don't know. I saw a crazy thing where that guy is, he's got to do like a alcohol test, like every day just to see his kids. Oh, that's right. You see, God damn it. What the fuck? Can he get his shit together so that we can have a good show? Yeah, I think he is, but I think he's like his ex-wife or wife or whatever. It's like really making have, sure like, he's okay. I know. Like there's so many shows that they canceled that I like that it's kind of like, like I liked The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, that but was a great you, show. That was a great show. She was hysterical. You know I love that show for the... Fashion. The fashion. Everything that she wore, I wish I had in my closet. That's another show we need to get the anti-Semitic people to watch. Because after that, you're like, who doesn't love these Jewish people? They're, they're wonderful. I know. Yeah, that was a great show. See, I would put Maisel over the bear and morning show. Yes. Maisel is high up there. I loved it. I just oh, loved it. That's going to be my quote on the poster. It'll make you fall in love with Jewish people. That's going to be... And my little thing there. I think we could bring the world together with something like that. Jada Pickett Smith hatred and Miss Maisel. It's gonna <laughs> we're gonna end this conflict, Cuddles. We're gonna do it. We're gonna um, make the world a better place. Yeah, we are. Rose wants to know if we ever seen American horror story. I no. Haven't. No. I'm not a horror guy. Yeah. Doesn't work for me. Janine loves horror movies. Right? We don't really, you don't really watch no. horror. You never said to me, like, we got to watch this no. horror movie. No, I can't. Like, you, I can't watch, like, scary movies. I don't do well with First that. of all, it's hard to watch movies with you in general because you're the kind of asshole who sits there <laughs> and Googles the movie in the first 10 minutes yeah. and you can find out what happens at the end. That drives me crazy. Yeah, well, IMDB tells you everything. <laughs> It gives you like a plot synopsis or whatever. It took me a while too. I don't know what year in our marriage, maybe like five or seven, where I was like, I noticed like, oh, you're, you're cool. You're right. I didn't, I didn't realize this right away. It took me a little while to come around to that. Well, that's what happened with the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like I could, I had to know how that was going to end. So when we were on like episode two or three, I went forward and was looking it up on like I did like oh marvelous Mrs. Maisel episodes and I was like reading it because it's uh, it's 
devastating. <laughs> I wish I don't would... like I don't like surprises. I don't like I know surprises. I know. I wish that would come back, though. We are getting Seinfeld back, which is great. By the way, I have to give kudos to Robin for uh, just being hilarious on Twitter. Robin carried the Blind Five conversation with Seinfeld theme into Twitter. And him and uh, uh, Frank and I, a few other people, were really enjoying the uh, thread. Robin is a great follow on Twitter. I don't know if he wants me to give out his name, but if you follow the show, I retweeted him a bunch in the last like day or so. So you can follow Robin. He's very, very funny on Twitter. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed in the middle of our daughter watching fucking 16 year olds try and go viral on this cartoon show. It was nice to have Robin there to have some humor to take me all out of it, you know? Oh, did you have a hard time with your daughter? Yeah, to spend like 15 minutes straight with our daughter without anybody else around. It was really... Oh, I had to spend two days straight with her sick. It was really difficult, Cuddles. Was parenting. You, you, she's like, can you give me tissues? Can you give me this? Can you give me that? Oh, can you give me this? Can you make me soup? And then she never eats it. She does. I always, I always come downstairs from working upstairs in the office in the studio here, and uh, there's always a half a bowl of uneaten soup laying around. Last she's week, she's such a waste. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, look at Robin getting all the kudos from everybody. Bird follows Christine, saying Robin is funny. I like that. Robin is very funny. Um. Robin's my favorite show on Twitter right now. I don't know if you knew that, Cuddles. I'd put Robin over the morning show on Twitter. They're Twitter okay. terrible. So, um, all right. Appreciate everybody. Thank you guys so much. Uh, don't forget, all month long during the month of October, we're supporting Jay Sabs and her cause, which is to fight stillbirth uh, in this country, which is at alarming rates. Um, she works at this great charity organization called the Star Legacy Foundation. There's a link in the description below. You click on that and you click on donate, select Diana Hope team, donate. Oh, potato salad. If you do that, we would love you forever. Maybe forever. We should go now. Go ahead. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will catch you on the next one.